Hello and welcome to Theater 42, a virtual art house cinema. The only place to watch films in theaters at home in comfort. So join our Kickstarter campaign and enter for your chance to win the golden ticket with unlimited access to live shows, events, and films. To learn more, visit our website at theater42.org. That's theater42.org. And soon you'll be well on your way to a lifetime of cinema. Hello, I'm Robert Crandall, host of Horror Stories Podcast. On my podcast, I read horror stories by Edgar Allan Poe like The Telltale Heart, The Premature Burial, and others, or H.P. Lovecraft, like Dagon, The Music of Eric Zan, The White Ship, and many others, plus stories of horror, murder, the macabre, and ghost stories and vampire stories. Then there's the listener nightmares, sent in by listeners. After listening to some of them, you'll be afraid to go to sleep. Have a nightmare you want to share with us? Send it to myhorribledream at gmail.com and I'll read it on the show. The easiest way to find the show is to search my name, Robert Crandall Podcast, or visit horrorstoriespodcast.com. I hope to be with you soon. For early access, exclusive content, and so much more, go to patreon.com slash lifethroughfiction. That's patreon.com slash life through fiction. Well, I uh, have discovered the library this last week. I finally got a library card. I haven't had a library card since I was like, 12 years old it's been why it's free stuff i know <laughs> i know i just i don't know i, I never really had a library card because like when it came to books always get one i always i always liked owning books just because like i like to write in them and like underline them and i i treat my books like shit so like when i finish a book it's like torn to absolute pieces so i never really uh fared well with the library but emily uh suggested that we finally get library cards here in reno and the great thing about the library here is there's like 12 different libraries but they're all part of like the same like yeah system. it's the same here yeah same thing here yeah yeah it was great and so a lot of library branches we went to the library and i have been checking out movies like mad you know because they have like a huge blu-ray collection of and a huge criterion uh collection which i did not expect yep so I have been. Uh, yep, we have that. I've here. been working. That's my how way. I watched my darling Clementine. I got the. Uh, oh really? The uh, Criterion uh, copy from uh, the library. Yeah, that's dope. I tried to find it at ours, but I only went to our local one, which is pretty small. I probably should have went to one of the bigger ones, but there's a ton of good stuff. I've been watching a lot of a lot of great movies lately. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. If I can't find it online, streaming or otherwise. Mm-hmm. I'll just get the library. And then you can also access all the behind the scenes stuff. Like all yeah. just all the extras and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like doing that. A ton of stuff. So I've been watching yep. a lot of stuff. I'll go first. Uh yeah, you can go first, man. The first thing I watched, which was I, I read this book when I was in high school, and I'd heard about this movie, but I never watched it. But that's uh 1984, which ironically enough came out in the year 1984 yeah like made for tv movie right it's yeah it's basically a made for tv movie um 
it is very good. It's it's slow. It's yeah, really Hurt slow. Rocks. Um oh John Hurt, not William Hurt, John Hurt. He John rocks. Hurt, yeah. Uh absolutely wonderful performances. I think it kind of misses some of the stuff that made the book 1984 great. I think it's you know, the thing about the movie is it's really depressing. And of course the book is too, but I think what the movie sort of misses is a large portion of the book, there's kind of this like uh, hopeful aspect of like, ooh, maybe they're going to get away with it or like, you know, like maybe things will work out. And in the movie, that part of the book just doesn't take place. Like there's never any hope. It's always just, and the movie just looks so ugly, like purposefully, right? It's like this like right. really grimy British, just like disgusting looking movie and everything is just so absolutely depressing and it is not an easy watch and i know there's uh complaints like when people talk about this film a lot of the complaints are like this film's really boring but i would argue that that's kind of on purpose like it's supposed to kind of like lull you into this it's a very hypnotizing film like it kind of lulls you into this experience that is just really sad and depressing Mm -hmm. uh a great experience certainly not something you know you have to be in a type of mood to watch it uh or else like you're just not going to get through the experience but it does look disgusting in like the best of ways and really mm-hmm. incredible performances all around <coughs> oh, man. let's go yeah oh. the, the, the only connection i have with the movie i haven't seen it yet i'm not a big fan of the book i don't really care about the book at all yeah. Um, I think it sucks, um, but <laughs> maybe not sucks. It's just like whatever. But uh-huh. um, there's a great, uh, I'm a big fan of the band Swans. Um, yeah. And there's a pretty like famous uh, uh, music, uh, fake music video that someone made where um, it's using the Swans song Blind, which is a great, amazing song. Mm-hmm. They use footage from the movie oh, um, and it pairs perfectly. Um, and yeah, <laughs> all the visuals from that looked, uh, looks great, look pretty great. And they fit, it fits perfectly perfectly with that song that's the only yeah. connection i have with the movie <laughs> and i love john hurt john hurt's a great actor mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> incredible performance but what have you been watching andrew i did end up watching all three expendables movies <laughs> just because they were available okay and yeah the first movie the first one's directed by sylvester Stallone. nice um I don't know. They're whatever. The second yeah. one is really bad. And then the first one and the third one are just whatever. They really don't move me in any which way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I understand the concept and it's fun enough. It's, fun. it's enjoyable enough. <laughs> uh, you know, they just don't really uh, speak to me as much as the, uh, the, the, you know other movies that these actors have been in yeah um but you know they're fine they're like not like terrible or anything like that they're just kind of whatever um the third movie has some cool set pieces yeah um and the first movie is you know it's good enough um <laughs> you know i mean i'm guessing you're not interested in these movies at all i, I don't i'm not even yeah. gonna waste my time <laughs> yeah probably yeah, not gonna watch them <laughs> no nah. yeah 
I did watch a really good documentary of Sylvester Stallone called The Making of Rocky versus Drago. You know, Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone, easily his greatest like directorial work is Rocky IV. Easily. Okay. But I guess I didn't I didn't know this. Stallone was um and I, I had heard about this a few years ago. Stallone was dissatisfied with how like Rocky IV was. Like he didn't like how it ended how he didn't like the final product all that much. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he did was that a few years ago, he recut the film and he made it like really, really different. Yeah, he basically just like made a director's cut version called Rocky versus Drago. Rocky Four colon Rocky versus Drago. Uh-huh. I don't think you've seen Rocky Four, right? No. Well, you know, the second, third, and fourth movie are directed by him. Right. Um, and the fourth movie is crazy. It's basically like 60% montages. <laughs> um, but it, it's amazing. And from what I can tell, like I haven't seen like the new recut. Mm-hmm. It's probably it's probably not going to replace the original. Um, but I did watch a documentary where he is working on it. He's working on the recut. Wow. Um, it's just on YouTube. And it's a very interesting because of Esther Sloan. He's very old now. And he it's has a man. lot of wisdom. And you learned a lot about him. You learn a lot about him. And, you know, he... he <laughs> it's fun watching him uh, watch old, like, footage from the time. And mm-hmm. him being like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> that shot's amazing. Why didn't I put that in? Like, you know... <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, or, you know, he talks more like this. He talks more like this. He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, stupid. You know, it's just like he's completely like, but he, yeah, he, it's a kind of an inspirational documentary because he's just kind of like, you know, he he's like kind of, he kind of beats himself up a little bit because he feels like the movie should have been one way rather than mm-hmm. the, the actual final product. Um, but once again, Stallone is a legend. He is a true auteur. Um, and Rocky IV is his greatest directorial piece but it is very interesting to hear him kind of like go through the like footage again and kind of like point out like kind of like missed opportunities and stuff like that and kind of how we wish it would have gone and you know honestly i recommend it even if you don't even if you're not interested in watching the recut yeah um like i said i haven't seen it yet and i imagine it's just whatever (laughs) it's still very it's very interesting i mean i think that's great i think it's great that Sylvester Stallone, the old man that he is, is still out there. He's putting in the work. He's he's putting in the time. That's I think that's truly yep. inspiring shit. He's out there remaking films. I don't know how I feel about uh, you know people coming in and recutting films that are this old, but you know if it makes them happy, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's not. It's not a replacement. I don't think it, it's mm-hmm. it's definitely just a director's cut, right? Like it's a different version of the movie, so it's sure. not replacing anything okay. in particular um i don't think it's like a george lucas situation where you know george <laughs> lucas like he recuts and adds stuff to the movie and then the original version of the film is like inaccessible yeah. you know what i mean so i don't think it's like that okay well then good for him i i'd be excited to see i haven't seen rocky four yet but i'd be excited to see uh rocky four and a director's cut of rocky four if that we've that talked about the rocky movies on the show before mm-hmm. and yeah i mean you, you gotta watch them I've seen the first one and you know, the others are, it's on the list of things that it's just sequels. It's, it's hard for me to get into sequels. Cause there's just, so, I know you don't care about so sequels movies. at all. I love sequels. I watch them all the time. <laughs> you know, I love a good sequel. Sometimes sequels are better than the original with the yeah. kiss of Rocky. That's not the case. All the Rocky four comes close. I think. Um, yeah. One day I'll, I'll see it one day. Maybe. I mean, I'm working my way through, uh, the library movies now so you know yep. once i get to of course the way they i hate the way libraries organize films 
because they just organize it by name, which I think is a, it's a dumb way to organize films. But uh, I'm working my way through the letters. So I'm on B right now. So uh, maybe when I get to R, I'm sure they have all the Rocky movies. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll indulge at that time in the, in the Rocky movies. Yeah. But not yet. Yeah. But soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I watched, uh, I watched a Gene Wilder movie. I watched uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Gene Wilder. Oh, yeah, so Richard, one of his Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor collaborations. Yeah, it is a movie I remember Jimmy watching a lot when I was a kid. So there's a lot of scenes from this that I remember really well and a lot of jokes uh, that I remember from this movie. There's some good jokes. Uh, Gene Wilder is always great, but the movie is, uh, is trash. The movie's trash. It's not, it's not a good movie. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, Gene Wilder's really funny. Richard Pryor has, like, his moments. And, like, there's some good jokes in it. And I think it does a really good job of depicting, even though, of course, you know, Gene Wilder isn't deaf and Richard Pryor isn't blind. It's never offensive to, like, blind people or deaf people, which I think is not an easy thing to do when a movie's like about a blind person and a deaf person. I think they could have really easily just made like a lot of cheap jokes on their behalf, which they never do, uh, which I guess there's something to be said about that. But like the film itself, it's just like, it's just kind of a nothing film. Like there's some good jokes, but like it looks pretty lame and you know, the story is not very good. I don't even know if it's worth the watch. Like there's some like really funny moments, but like, honestly, like if I'd gone my whole life without seeing that film, I, I don't know if my life would be all that different. <laughs> it's not, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not a, so, you know, if I guess like if you have the opportunity and it's like on TV, like watch it, but like, don't go out of your way to watch this film. I feel you. Okay. <laughs> As you know, James Kahn died, which is very sad. Yeah. He's sad. One of the greats. What's your favorite, what's your favorite James Kahn performance? <laughs> Elf. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Wait, what's your you didn't tell me your favorite James Kahn performance? Well, in celebration of him, yeah. I did watch uh, two movies that I really like him in. I rewatched Misery and Thief. Misery's great. Misery's a good movie. It's ugly looking. Mm-hmm. It's a Rob Reiner movie, so it looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> he, his movies look really bad. They always look like shit. Princess Bride looks like shit. When Harry Met Sally looks like shit. They just look ugly. But Misery still has a good story. Um, And James Caan and Kathy Bates in it are really good. And I don't know. I like kind of like the writer character that he plays. And Kathy Bates is like really fucking funny and hilarious and insane. And yeah. she's really fun to watch. But, you know, in, in rewatching Thief, I think it's fair to say that um, Thief is his greatest performance, his greatest role. It is mm-hmm. he um, it is he plays probably, you know, once again, one of the greatest film characters ever. And I do think that movie is perfect. I do think it is. I think it's. I think Michael Mann's two masterpieces are Thief and Heat. Yeah. Um, Thief is like a really good low-key 80s movie. Um, James Conn in it is plays the perfect character. 
and it's a movie where the time really flies by and is just like really satisfying to watch and it has like really great like dialogue and really really amazing looking movie i mean yeah that is one of the greatest movies of all time just a just a fucking masterpiece level shit and like i said just top two top two michael mann for me easily i don't think you've seen it yet not yet i mean of course we watched heat for which we both loved right um yeah i'm excited to see thief it's been on my list for a while maybe i'll watch it now that james Conn. honestly like i mean you know he's uh a childhood right someone i knew like you kind of knew his face very well but like of the films of his i've seen i mean i've only seen i've seen five films he's been in right so godfather part one and two misery elf i guess he's in bottle rocket i don't remember that and he's like uh like he he, he he's in a, at the very end he like plays like a very small part oh, so it's yeah. understandable yeah like and that's, rocket bottle rocket's a great movie Bottle rocket's great and that's pretty much it like i've seen him yeah um you know obviously originally i knew him from elf because that's a because i was a kid and that was a christmas <laughs> movie that we watched every year so that's kind of like like yeah, whenever I, I thought I of James Conn, right? Elf? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if... I don't know if I saw him in theaters. I mean, it's been kind of a long time ago. Maybe. I feel we like would, I remember we've seeing... We've been pretty I, young. We haven't been like, what? Like seven or eight when it came out? Yeah, that's, a, that's of course, a one... That's, of course, a movie where we watched a lot during Christmas time as well. It's not really yeah. a movie I'm interested in watching nowadays. Like, I think <laughs> if I watch it now, I'd be kind of annoyed. Yeah. Um, I'd rather watch It's a Wonderful Life, to be honest. Oh yeah, I mean, there's um, plenty of better Christmas movies. Like, I think Elf is just Christmas like a little movie. too kiddie for me. But yeah. yeah, I remember watching it in theaters, and I remember like I always, I distinctly remember like sitting in the theater and watching like Will Ferrell eat the plate of spaghetti with all like the, like, the <laughs> sugary treats in it. Yeah, like I don't know why I just specifically remember <laughs> sitting in the theater and watching that part of the movie. Damn, I was like ten probably. Yeah, yeah, it came out two thousand three, so we would have been six, seven. Oh, I would have been like I would have been like probably like seven. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Long time ago. Damn. But yeah, James Conn. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. He was old though. I mean, he was like what, 80s? He was like 82. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I old. guess he could live longer, but someone I'm definitely yeah. planning on getting more into. <clears throat> yeah, he's good. Soon. Hopefully. Real good. Real good. Pretty great. I watched... Uh, you watched this movie not too long ago, which is, and we talked, we've talked about it on the podcast yeah. before, but I watched Hustle, which. Yeah, it rocks. It rocks. Like, it's good you movie. know, we had talked about it before and um, I thought it'd be a fun time, but that movie, like, it's, it's fucking awesome. It's. Yeah, when I say movie it rocks, it rocks, Austin. <laughs> I know. It's good. I don't know why. I don't know why I ever doubted it. Hits, you. It hits all the. It hits. It's. It's. It's a very predictable, very like you know, yeah. border oh, plate, yeah. boilerplate like sports movie, but it hits all the right buttons. It. It really does. It's just. It hits all the right strokes. It's. I love it. I mean, you know, Adam Sandler is, is spectacular in it, and there's so many basketball players. I feel like if I liked basketball, like more, like I don't, I don't dislike basketball. I just don't really know much about it. Uh, I could see like, like really but Adam really Sandler loving. loves it. He loves yeah, it Adam so Sandler much. Loves basketball. I mean, there's and so many basketball players in this, in this movie. movie. There's so many. He's got like all the basketball players. Yeah, he hasn't played like major roles. And yeah, you know, and it's it's really wonderful. It's a really 
it's a really good time. Like I just, I just enjoyed every single second of it. Although at some point, uh, I had like paused it because I, I like went to go get a snack or something and I hit play. And for some reason, like title started playing under it. So for like 10 minutes, it took me a while to figure this out. For like 10 minutes, uh, there was music playing under it. And I'm like, this music's like really, it's like really fucking loud. And it has nothing to do yeah. with the movie. And it took me a while to figure out that it, <laughs> it wasn't actually a movie at all. It was just playing under it. So that may have uh, affected the experience a bit. But that movie, I mean, it's just like so intense. And it had me. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a good looking movie. Had me cheering, had me sweating. Makes you want to stand up and cheer. Yeah, exactly. It, it really does. Like yep. it's just, it's a really great, like feel good movie. Like yeah, you know exactly what's gonna happen, and you know it hits all the marks or whatever. But like, I don't know. It just makes you happy. It's like just one of those movies that really just makes you happy. So I, I'm really glad yep. I, I watched uh, Hustle. It was definitely an enjoyable experience. Yep. Yeah. Good. Very good. Yeah, you gotta watch it. I finally, uh, I finally decided it finally showed up on streaming because this is a movie that just like never like appeared on streaming. I did watch Edgar Wright's The World's End. <laughs> um, oh yeah, you know I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and uh, mm-hmm. I really like this movie too. Yeah. Um, it was very funny, and the directing's great. I think this upcoming week I'm gonna watch Last Night in Soho, which is also an eight max. Um, so I'm ex- I'm not expecting a lot of great things. I've yeah. heard from people that I trust that it's not good, yeah. but I'm going to watch it anyway and probably report on it next week. Maybe um, I'll watch but it. But World's End, I mean, yeah. World's End is a good movie. It's you good. Know, it's funny. Yep. And it's kind of sad. It's a good, it's a good, you know, just that, that, that relationship that like Edgar Wright had with that crew and that cast in each of those three, like Cornetto trilogy, each one of those movies in the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. It's just always great. Obviously, I think this is my least favorite of the trilogy. I think that like the other two are better, but yeah. it's still it hits it hits all the right waves. And it's just um, I don't know. It's a really good time. It kind of takes a while to get going, um, but it's it's still really good. And yeah, I would definitely watch it again. Uh, <laughs> I've seen Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz like several times each. Yeah, I think I've seen I've seen most of Edgar Wright's stuff. I haven't seen Last Night in Soho. But I think, I think that might be it. I think that's the only film of his. Oh no, he's made more films than I thought he has. Uh, no, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen most of. I mean, he's great. I love most of the things he's done. You've seen uh, that Sparks Brothers documentary, right? Yeah, the Sparks Brothers documentary is good. I, I like liked that. that. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've seen all of his. Uh, basically, all of his directorial work. So. Um, yep. His. I mean, his comedies are always great. They're really fun, a really enjoyable experience. Yeah, yeah. he's a good but, comedy. He's a good comedy director. Yeah, but yeah, I have also heard that last night in Soho is uh, underwhelming. So it seems like he's degenerating. You know, Baby Driver was okay, but it is. I think it's far. I think it's a far cry from like you know his his uh, Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. So it just kind of seems like he's getting worse and worse. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he just needs like a low budget film. Like maybe we just need to see him make a, a low budget film. Maybe that's what he needs. I mean, I World's End, that's not a low budget film. No, no. He has Hot Fuzz is not a low budget film. No, I don't know. He just needs like, he just needs to work with British guys again. He just needs to get Simon yeah. Peck back on the ra- roster and get him she back does. in the writer's room. Yeah, his last yeah. couple of films have just been 
maybe he just needs to do comedies again maybe that's just it i don't know maybe that's just yeah i mean if that's what you're good at like you know stick with what you're good at if it works it works Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree don't know yep um the other henry fonda movie i watched though was uh the lady eve which is like a oh yeah i've heard that movie's fantastic yeah i i don't know if it's fantastic it's like a 19 1941 uh screwball comedy the premise is a little silly so you have to kind of uh you kind of have to accept the premise because like the premise is like these two people meet they immediately fall in love but then like they decide not to like be a thing and then they meet again and they don't recognize who each other are even though like they were very recently like together i guess like it's unclear if like time passes or not so you kind of have to like buy the premise that these two people who like fell in love and met each other immediately forgot what the other person looked like mm-hmm. and and they basically like do it all over again it's funny uh i don't know i think there's a lot awesome. of I think there's a lot better screwball comedies of the era. I mean, Henry Fonda is wonderful in this because Henry Fonda is wonderful in everything. Henry Fonda, Barbara Stanwyck. How could you go wrong? I mean, yeah, great casting. It's just like, um, you know, it's a very uh, prototypical 1940s screwball comedy. It's everything you expect from it. It hits all the beats. So if you like that kind of stuff, which I, you know, I adore that kind of stuff, uh, you'll enjoy the film, but there's nothing particular about this film for me like there's nothing like that kind of puts it above any of the other uh screwball comedies of this era yeah i think there's some funnier ones you know i i would rather watch like a my girl friday or um philadelphia story or uh was it something baby (laughs) i can't remember what it's called but yeah i mean it's definitely you know it lines up with all those i don't know how much you would like it but uh it's fine. It's all right. Henry Fonda's great in it. Barbara Streisand's great in it. So, it is what it is. <coughs> the only other John Ford movie I watched besides Stagecoach, which I rewatched, mm-hmm. was The Searchers. I've okay. Seen the Searchers. I'm pretty sure. Let me let me check. I'm pretty sure I've seen The Searchers. John Wayne, probably his most famous movie. Let's see. John Ford's most famous movie, probably. Oh, I it's haven't good. seen The Searchers. It's good. God damn. Is yeah, it in it's color? Really good. It's in color. Damn. It's I'm probably if 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 Marley if my darling Clementine is his best black and white movie. Uh huh. The Searchers probably his best movie in color. Looks amazing. Okay. Um, really violent, dark. <laughs> depressing that great john wayne performance he plays that character really well one of the greatest movie characters ever mm-hmm. um has one of the greatest endings of all time incredible ending <coughs> it kills me um i'm not gonna like spoil anything about it because you know <laughs> you're probably gonna watch it yeah yeah um, i definitely am but you know i watched like a documentary where martin scorsese talked about the searchers and he talked about like seeing the movie in the 50s in vista vision Cause that's like it, what it was shot in. And he's just <laughs> yeah. like, he's just like, I'm very jealous. Cause he's just like, yeah, like it, it was in Vista vision and it was unbelievably wide and large. And it was just <laughs> like, Oh my God. 
like that's just it, it sounds amazing you know it, it, it you know I, I wish you know i would have been able to see it in that aspect but but the movie is still really great and yeah like the color photography of just you know the west looks just fucking awesome every single time and yeah i mean that's pretty much all i'll say about it outside of like story specifics but you know once again like it's like a western that is like concerned with like you know the the subject of kind of like you know loneliness and drifting and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's that's awesome i'll definitely uh, give that a watch soon i'm looking at a uh, john ford's kind of stuff now and <laughs> so first of all this man has directed 130 films which is yeah, that's what it says on the an insane the amount. And his first film he came out in 1917. So this man yeah. <laughs> directed films for yeah, like kind of fucking insane. 60 years. Like what it's insane. And I'm I'm looking at I've seen seven percent of his films. I've seen like 10 John Ford films at this point. And I've only seen one film of his in color, which was Sergeant Rutledge. Have you seen that film? I don't really, I don't really remember this film that much, but pretty much everything I've seen from him is kind of earlier John Ford, black and white, uh, you know, four, three aspect ratio kind of stuff, which, you know, there's some really wonderful stuff and mostly Westerns too. But one of these days I want to like, you know, I want to, I want to watch, like, I want to have said, I've watched all of John Ford's films, but that could take. I at least want to watch all the major ones. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't have to watch like the fucking you know like it's like films. western shorts that he made like in his early yeah. days like that, those are probably unnecessary they're probably also Unless almost impossible to find yeah but my god 138 films that's so many that's so many yeah, films he's, he's a crazy man crazy man with a lot of great stuff i i could definitely use with some more john ford in my life it's just yeah once again that that john ford peter bogdanovich documentary rocks it's really fucking good would you watch it? I really liked it. I might watch it. Uh, I had a download of it, but it's on okay. YouTube. I saw that it's on YouTube. You just watch okay. it on YouTube. Cool. It's chill. It's cool. Like I said, he gets like those all he gets those like interviews from like '69, and then he goes in the 2000s and he interviews all those guys. Just like a really good celebration of him. That's really awesome. interesting. Still, mm-hmm. I watched. I watched another western. Uh, which I think yep. you would really like, which I don't think yeah, I saw seen. that you watched this and I immediately put it on my watch list because it looks really good. It's it's fucking incredible. It's called The Ballad of Gregorio Cortez. And it's based on an actual like guy, Gregorio Cortez. It's like an he's like a folk hero, but he's like an actual person. And I have never seen a Western like this. So this is 1982. So it's kind of, you know, uh, neo-Western, I guess you could call it. It is absolutely insane. It's not shot like a Western, right? There's no, like, it's almost all close-ups and it's almost all shot on handheld. So it's like, has this really surreal, like almost documentary-like um, visuals to it. And it's just like yeah. constantly moving around and it looks absolutely insane. And it's basically two different films. The first half of the film is Gregorio Cortez running away. And the second half is like he's caught and like the legal system and all that stuff kind of getting into it. But there's this weird uh, like Citizen Kane aspect to it where like 
different people will tell their perspectives on like what happened on this like one night throughout the film. It yeah. is such, I mean, just really incredible performances, especially by, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the actor who plays. Edward James almost. Yeah. Uh, Which I, I know him from uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like him in Battlestar Galactica. He's good. He's good. He's, actor. yeah. I mean, uh, what a just incredible performance by him. And even like the kids give some really good performances. But this film, I mean, my God, it probably is one of my favorite Western films. It is just insane, and it just like takes all of like your classic Western tropes and kind of turns them on their head. And it's just this really sad, depressing story about this man who was just like wrongly accused because of, you know, of like racism and shit. Uh, oh my God. I, I think you would really love it. I, yeah, I got it from the library. Actually. So, you know, I don't know how you would, I don't know if there's like you any other way to find it. Yeah. No, I got the, okay. the criterion collection had a, had a version of it, which is. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. It is. Oh my God. It is probably, I mean, other than my darling Clementine, it's probably one of the best films I've seen in a while. It's just, yeah. The music is beautiful. Sound design is great. There's some really great chase scenes. There's a chase scene with a train that's really cool. Uh, great shootout scenes. It's just, oh, it's so good, man. You got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it, it, for, considering the title and the movie poster, that looks like something off, something up my alley for sure. Like that oh, yeah. just, you know, it looks like a no brainer <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a, there the, they have the uh, 50% off uh, Criterion at Barnes and Noble. You're going to get anything, Austin? I don't know. I I have like the opposite feeling of the way I do with like books. Like with a book, like I have to like own it because I like, you know, I like fuck yeah. it up. But with like a DVD, I just don't know if I'd get enough use out of it. Like there's not a lot of films that I watch more than once. And like, especially now they have a library okay, card. Um, and you know, yeah. like, they have like, they have some pretty good Criterion Collection stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like owning movies. I just like owning like my favorite ones, you know, yeah. like ones that I really, really love because you never know. I think you never know like when one day, like a movie that you really love, it just suddenly never appears on streaming again. You know right. what I mean? Just because yeah. like, like, you know, the internet's weird streaming services are weird the rights for movies are really weird so yeah. if you have a favorite movie i think it's you know if you can afford it it's prudent to maybe just own it just because like you know you never know but like you're right like i'm not like the, there are some people that have like walls and walls and walls of blu-rays <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that and that's cool like that's fun but i'm more interested in just kind of like owning like you know just like the best stuff yeah. you know and just kind of you know having that so but i understand where you're coming from do you have anything on your list that you're thinking about buying? I might get Thief, honestly. I okay. get Thief. Just because I really like it. Just because I love it a lot. And it's probably pretty common. I could probably find it at any Barnes & Noble Yeah. in the area. Um, yeah. You really, if you're going to buy one, you got to buy it during the sale just because otherwise expensive. it's $40 for a Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. And then $20. And then it's $20 for a Blu-ray, which isn't bad, honestly, considering like the amount of supplementals they put in each release. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I might. I mean, there's like a couple of films that would, I would love to own. Like I said. Like I'd love to it. own like. I mean, like it's something. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe like. Um, you love to own. 
yeah maybe like uh shoot the piano player i'd love to own or maybe breathless would be great or maybe one. like uh some uh, you have breathless yeah breathless yeah it's That's maybe a like a, a jack demay film would be great maybe some agnes verita stuff it yeah i don't know it's expensive because yeah. it's expensive because like even well well you know getting it during the sale is nice because if you only if you're only if you only like like focus in on like buying the criterions during like the barnes and noble 50 percent off sale yeah. it ends up not being very expensive especially if you limit to yourself to maybe just one or two <laughs> instead yeah. of like buying a lot you know what i mean like yeah. so like if you're just like you know go to barnes and noble buy a movie i really like for twenty dollars and the sale happens maybe two, maybe three times. And then like, you know, over the years, you'll probably accumulate a very accumulate. good collection of some of your favorite movies. Yeah. I might. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good practice. If you're someone who's not like, there's just some people though, that are just constantly like, you know, buying <laughs> stuff on sale and stuff. And I'm just yeah. not interested in doing that. Um, even though I do really like Blu-rays, you know, they're fun to have. And I like all the supplementals that are on Blu-rays, especially in a Criterion release. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're always adding new movies too every single month. So like, there's just like the 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 list of movies just keeps on growing and growing and growing. So there's even more options, even more great films to pick from. So I don't know. I think it's a good sale, fifty percent off. And I don't know, but obviously, yeah. you know, people go crazy. They probably spend hundreds of dollars on the Criterion <laughs> sale, and it's like I'm not interested. I'm okay with just getting one, maybe two, yeah. maybe two. You know what I mean? They have that really good Jock Tati box set. Where, because they don't have any be of his, they don't have they don't have any of his individual movies on sale they basically okay. put all of his feature films in a single box set also it's them? like it's like five or you know something like that okay. you know i think it's maybe all seven I don't, i'm not sure but yeah. you can't buy them individually you have to buy the not. box set if you want to own it physically um and it's like i think 120 dollars um but then it's 60 that might be which that might be worth owning. I mean, playtime. Yeah, no, I agree. Sixty dollars for like, like maybe like five, six, seven, like Tati movies on like Blu-ray and all the supplemental material. Like, I've thought about buying that one during the sale a few times, and yeah. I'm very, uh, yeah, that one. That's a good box set. They have that really. They have other box sets that are cool. Like they have a huge Agnes Verita box set. Oh. Eh, you know, it's really cool. Like yeah. I would love to have that, but it is expensive. They also have a really great uh, Bergman box set. Mm. um two these are things that if you're gonna buy it new you have to get it during the sale otherwise yeah. <laughs> you'll have you'll be spending hundreds of dollars <laughs> but yeah the jock tati box set it's like nothing big it's just kind of like a regular sized one but it's like all of his features for the most part i think so awesome. that might be one that that might be is the sale yeah, going on right now get. is it right now it, it's, it's, yeah it's until the end of the month okay yeah, I don't think you can buy Google. like, yeah. The thing about Tati's movies is like, I don't think you can buy like his movies anywhere else. Like, no, like they're like, know, hard, it's like they're I hard to find. Yeah, like I don't think there's any other company that's like coming out with his movies on Blu-ray. I think Criterion no, is the just, only company that's interested. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Janus Films is the only one that has rights on it. And it sucks if you love Playtime, but you don't care about his. <laughs> yeah his other movies because it's like oh i have to get the whole box set but from what you've said it seems like his other movies are worth watching is playtime the only one you've seen so far oh my god yep you are in your i 
get the box. No, I mean, I love Playtime. I mean, Playtime is like the rare occasion, not a rare occasion, but Playtime was one of those movies that you and I agreed um, very (laughs) much that it it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, his. his Yeah, I might get the box set. I mean, Playtime, my. I'll say like after Playtime, uh, he kind of goes downhill, but everything up to Playtime, Mansoor Hello's Holiday, um, (laughs) Mon Uncle, some other stuff are all just incredible his like last couple of films are kind of depressing because you could tell like he was running out of money um and it's just kind of like sad to see like one of the greatest directors of all time to kind of be put in that position but i think that that's i might get that i might get the box set because honestly like yeah the regular yeah yeah the regular price is 125 so it would be half off and no it's it's got it's got um it has all seven movies. Oh damn! Yeah, Traffic, Parade, yeah. Playtime, Mononcle, Monsieur Julio's Holiday, and Jour de Fetti. So it's got all of them, I think. Oh, that'd be great, fucking. And I mean, that doesn't count. I mean, there's also the supplemental material too, right? Which is like you get like different alternate versions of the movies, too. So like there are different. You get all the different versions of the movies, and yeah, I know Monsieur um, Hulo or. Monsterhulo's Holiday, there's like two very different versions of it. Cause he like mm-hmm. he had the like original release and then he like did like a recut in like the 80s. Or maybe not mm-hmm. the 80s, but like much later in his career. So that'd be interesting to yeah. watch too. Yeah, and, and all these criterion sets too, they always come with like full length documentaries too. Yeah. Like they always <laughs> have like documentary, like full length documentaries that they include. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'll, I'll probably go. I think we're going to the library today. So maybe I'll maybe we'll go to Barnes and Noble and I'll I'll check it out. Although I also need birthday gifts, so maybe I'll I'll ask for uh maybe that's all I'll ask for for my birthday. Because that'd be mm-hmm. that'd be dope. Yeah. Did you watch um just to kind of like um uh um just to kind of uh did you watch uh, the new Nathan Fielder show? The first episode of the new Nathan Fielder show yet? I want to so badly, but I want to wait until it's all out because I'm afraid that I'll... What? I know. I gotta... Because when I watch the show, I'm going to watch all of it at once. Like, it's going to be... It's going to be one long experience. Have you watched... Did you watch the first episode? Yes. Is it... Is it incredible? It's good. I like it. It's nice. I want to watch it so Why badly. would you do that? Then you have to wait a whole month. That's what I do with all shows. That's what I do with like TV shows. Like if they come out weekly, I wait until they're all out. I did that the same thing when um uh what's the show he produces? Um How to John Wilson. I wait till those are all out too. Cause I can't I cannot wait a week for the next episode. I can't I can't do that. It's just that's too much. I'm the opposite. If yeah. it's out, I'll watch it. <laughs> it's there. It's it's right there. You know, it's like right there in front of me. I gotta watch it. <laughs> looks yeah but i recommend it to anyone listening i mean if you like nathan fielder you'll like it so i'm not gonna like say anything about like the idea of the show just because it's very specific and i'm not going to explain it and <laughs> it's probably best that you did no. yeah yeah i've seen the, <laughs> i've seen the trailer so like i have just, the trailer have doesn't like say much honestly yeah like it, it kind of gives you an idea but not really so okay. you'll see dope i'm excited i mean i love <laughs> everything he does is is wonderful i think nathan for you is one of the the greatest television I mean, yeah. shows uh no it is yeah absolutely so, 
And then, of course, How to a John Wilson is also incredible, which he's, of course, a producer. Yeah, I'll watch anything. I'm completely uninterested in television. Do not care about television. I'm not interested Mm -hmm. in keeping up with any of the new television shows. But if it's it's something that Nathan Fielder is doing, then I'll definitely, like, I'll watch it immediately. (laughs) I will watch it for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. It's it's on my list of things to watch, so it'll be... I'm going to go... I'm going to go to the movie theater today, so I'm going to go see... uh, What are you going to see? I was going to see Nope, but it doesn't come out here for another week. Um, I don't know if it's, I thought it came out last week. It might be out where you are right now. Um, really? I haven't yeah. been paying attention. I haven't been in the movie theater in a while. Yeah. I, I think, I thought it came out. See, I thought it came out the the 14th because that's what all the trailer said. Yeah. Um, but here it does not come out until next week. So I'm not going to go see Nope. I completely forgot about that movie. I'm excited. I like Jordan Peele. Um, I haven't like watched. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that movie. This weekend, I'm seeing Lost Highway, but I haven't been yeah. in the movie theater in a while just because nothing has been good. Like, are you are you gonna see Thor? That's what I'm seeing today. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Thor. Oh, okay, interesting. So, that's pretty much like the only thing. Like, yeah, let me. I'm pretty sure that's basically like the only thing in theaters right now. I mean, the Marcel fucking movie, Black Phone, Minions, Elvis, like all these movies are just like, I'm not interested in seeing in the theater. I'm good. I'd see uh, Marcel the show in theaters, but they're not showing it here. So um, probably playing around here. I don't really care. Oh, where the crawdads thing I think is coming out, which is hilarious. That's out right now. Yeah, that that looks bad. Who cares? It it looks bad. I'm good. No. Yeah. Yeah. they are, you know what they are? They are showing cabaret today at a, our, a theater near us. I think that'd be fun to see in theaters. But yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm looking at the films they're showing. Uh, I don't even know what some of these are. The Gray Man? I mean, yeah. Oh, that's a new Russo Brothers movie. <laughs> okay. Oh, it has a uh, Ryan Gosling in it. Yeah. yeah. I, it's not, I, it's I like an action want, movie. I don't want to do that. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> yeah, the Elvis movie. They're still showing Top Gun Maverick in theaters, which is insane. And that go. movie's been out for like three you months. Should, you might as well just go see it again. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, God. Yeah. Basically, Thor's the only one yeah, I'm there's nothing interested in. Yeah. And then Nope comes out next week. But other than that, nothing comes out next week either. So. Yep. <sighs> So world Hollywood's flopping. All the movies are bad. <laughs> nothing nothing is interesting out. Maybe we'll have a good fall. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what's coming out this fall. Maybe something good will come out. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I did watch really... I, I watched uh, two bad movies. I watched... Uh, I think the worst movie I saw this week was um, Taken 2. Wow. <laughs> Holy How shit. is it relative like, to Taken, like the original? Take, Taken's okay. Like Taken is like mm-hmm. a very like mid movie, um, but Taken yeah. Two is like really is pretty fucking. I would say I would categorize it as bad. Wow. <laughs> it's just like they just like really fuck up the action in it. You know, like the, the, it'll be a scene where Liam Neeson is like fighting someone in a hallway, <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. and they do the thing where they cut a lot. Mm-hmm. Like an action scene will have like a lot of cuts. Yeah, like they have like a lot of footage and they're cutting in between all the footage of this fight scene and they're doing that because they're trying to make it more exciting but when you actually like look at the fight and the choreography and what they're doing 
it's basically equivalent to like two cats fighting with each other almost <laughs> you know what i mean where they're like kind of like slapping at each other a little bit yeah it's like the action itself is like really bad there's like a car chase in it that's not that's okay but like liam neeson like his daughter's driving it he's with his daughter mm-hmm. and like liam neeson doesn't talk at all well no he does talk but he doesn't like have any dialogue all he does is like instructor to how to drive the car so she'll be like he'll be like stop go faster go forward and it's like a five or ten minute scene where he's just doing that wow that's he's a long like time ordering her to like it's like really bad yeah, yeah. do not watch it um <laughs> i will be watching taken three which i've heard is also really bad okay um so i can't wait to watch that but taken two is just like it's just completely bumbles like good action like it has no concept of what it actually is um it's just like liam neeson is just an old guy and he's like (laughs) it's like really bad they're in like uh it's also in the movie where they're in um i think they're in turkey i think okay it's funny yeah the other movie that i watched that was very surprising um it's a movie i watched in high school and i really liked it and I watched it again recently, and it turns out it's really bad. Is the uh, uh, movie Sin City? Um, oh, the Robert Rodriguez movie. It. Yeah, the Robert Rodriguez movie, co-directed with Frank Miller, based on his book. Yeah, yeah, man, that movie is like really bad. You know, it, it's it's laughable, so it's fun, and I am willing to give it extra points for its like presentation in achieving that look. Yeah, but it is kind of an ugly movie. There's a lot of like CGI cars in it, which I find deplorable. They're just like cars. 2005 deplorable. 2005 CGI. That's awful. I don't mind bad CGI. It's just like, couldn't we get real cars for this? <laughs> They're just cars. They're just cars. I haven't seen and them. Yeah. It's incessant too because like, um, you know, it's like an anthology, which is fine. Yeah. I like. I kind of like the anthology idea, um, but there's like a narration. Yes. There's like a lot of the characters do like narration throughout. Like there's like a like a protagonist or a character lead character yep. in each one, and they all do narration, and it's just like really bad. Like the writing is like, yeah, hilariously bad. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I was a little surprised at how bad I thought that movie was after watching it again. Damn. Um, I think it's because like at the time, a movie that I loved and still love, I still think it's perfect is Pulp Fiction and okay. Sin City is basically just another Pulp Fiction it's basically a Pulp Fiction ripoff yeah. um, but they take Frank Miller's like original you know story like his like comic book which is a real thing that he made um, and they adapted it but you know it has a lot of like Tarantino actors like they have a lot of like actors in it that have been in Tarantino movies and that were in yeah. Pulp Fiction and the anthology thing and you know an anthology story has characters and, and it's the anthology stories too where they're like in, in, in like different order so like mm-hmm. you'll see someone die in the anthology story and then the next one you see them alive because it's yeah. in the past right like yeah man i couldn't i was really surprised with how much i that movie how badly <laughs> the movie is aged is bad that's why you should never watch movies twice you just be disappointed <laughs> you just keep it no, in your memory I mean, it wasn't i mean no it was an interesting experience you know yeah. I, i'm glad i i'm glad you know just because oh, okay. it's uh it was very interesting yeah yeah, I also, I think I watched it around the same time you did in high school. And I haven't seen it since. And I have, uh, I have no interest in rewatching Sin City. I just, 
It's fine. I don't get Robert Re- Rodriguez. Uh, I don't, you know, I mean, good for, you know, him for, you know, starting out with like a $13,000 movie and, you know, being able to make a career out of it. And I, you know, good for him. But uh, I've never seen a Robert Rodriguez movie they liked. So I don't know. Yep. Although I've seen more of his movies than I should have. He's done a lot of kids' movies, which I've seen. I've seen all of his kids' movies. Yeah, there's like Spy Kids movies and stuff, yeah. Spy Kids, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, fucking the other stuff. I like the movie that he worked with on Quentin Tarantino on. Uh, Dust um, or Yeah, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that one. That was... I like really... that one. I might watch that. I don't know. I've just never really been interested in... Robert Rodriguez. I mean, I think it's cool that, you know, he gets to make movies and, you know, good for him, but not really, not really interested. So, isn't there a second Sin City? Isn't there a sequel? Yeah, I've heard that one is very bad. So I can only imagine <laughs> what that one is like. <laughs> That's what I thought. I can, yeah. Is it also? He oh yeah, that one too. He directed that one too. Okay. Twenty fourteen. Wow, that's a lot more recent than I thought it was. Yeah, that that movie came out and no one cared. <laughs> it's Mickey Rourke in it. Fascinating. Huh. Mickey Rourke is also in the other movie. He's in the original. Yeah. That's right. As everyone back, they got Bruce Willis back. They got them all back. Man. That does not look like something I would want to watch, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you should watch it and tell me how it is. Nope. <laughs> That's it, though. That's everything I watch. All <laughs> That's the all the I movies. Watch. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much, pretty much out too. The only other movie I watched was Ammonite, 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 like a 2020. It's basically Portrait Lady on Fire, but not as good. So. Um, Oh, cool. We're going to watch Portrait of the Empire next week, so you'll know how that experience is. It's basically the same movie. It's just, like, lesbians uh, in, like, oh, cool. 1800s uh, England or whatever. The sound design, so this is, like, it's something about the BBC. Uh, this is very true for their TV shows, and it's also true for all the movies they produce. Their sound design is always really strange. Like, their dialogue is always really quiet, and they're... Yeah. Uh, and their folly is like so fucking loud. So I like spent the whole film like having to turn it up and down because I couldn't hear a goddamn word anyone was saying. And then like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then like the folly is so fucking loud. So like the sounds of like the fucking waves and like people's footsteps. It's like, it's like fucking bullets. Bro, somebody's got to remix this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like, I don't know if this is on purpose or maybe I just had like a bad disc, but there's like full scenes where like they're talking like their lips are moving, but all you hear is the folly. I don't know if like something was just wrong with my DVD or if that's on purpose. I could not I mean, that tell. That seems like a mistake. It's it, fe- it felt like a mistake because it happened several times. Like it wasn't just yeah. once. So I, but the sound design in general know. for this movie was bad. Like all the dial, it seems like they did a bad job <coughs> with the dialogue. Like wherever they recorded their ADR, uh, it's not very good. Like there's a lot, like, I usually don't complain about like dialogue because it's typically like it's pretty standardized, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I know dialogue can be hard to capture and that kind of shit. 
it looks good, I guess, um, but it is really boring. And uh, the sound design is baffling. So you, Andrew, would not like it. And I don't know how much uh, our listeners would like it. I mean, I, I watched it. Um, but if you're gonna like, if you're gonna watch like an 1800s lesbian uh, romance, watch Portrait of Lady on Fire. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but that's it. That's it for me. That's all the movies I watched. Cool. Cool. I guess that's it. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you for listening, and until next week. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to another incredible episode of With Nothing to Say. This community is built by and of and for you. So thank you all for listening. And before we go, just a quick shout out to our incredible editor, Shannon Mitchell. They are one of the greatest editors in the industry, and we really could not do it without you. So thank you, Shannon. And until next week.